Yes, indeed, this is Shootin' with Shaker. I am the voice behind the violence, Shay Shaker, your host, and I am very excited to be a part of this particular episode because this is the first edition of the return of Ohio Appalachian Wrestling. We are coming to you from the Chaos Compound, where tonight we begin OAW anew with a great wrestling concept known as the World Series of Wrestling, and we're going to go ahead and get right into it with our opening contest between Team World's Winston Burgess and Team USA's Gary Gates. And making his way to the ring is Winston Burgess. Of course, he grew up in Wales, but moved to London, England at an early age and immediately started training in the art of British catch wrestling. And uh, a lot of uh, pain manipulation is uh, what, and joint manipulation, I should say, uh, concerning this man. It calls himself the wrestler's wrestlers, considers himself a wrestling purist. Loves to mat grapple, loves traditional professional wrestling. And uh, not too fond of our fans here at the Chaos Compound, as he is not endearing himself, giving somewhat of a... Uh, impolite, rather disingenuous wave uh, to the audience. At least it's not a rude hand gesture, as we're sometimes accustomed to seeing here on the uh, highways of the U.S., but I digress. Even asking our referee, John Mitchell, to hold open the ropes for him. That's, uh, that's nice. Well, at least he's doing it uh, politely, so to speak. Well, Burgess is in the ring, and now we see the approach of one Gary Gates. And I got to tell you, this guy, 260 pounds of pure fight. A guy that just likes to get in there and brawl and roughhouse. They call him the Roughneck, originally from Houston, Texas, and proud to be wrestling uh, under the banner of Team USA here tonight as a part of the opening contest for the World Series of Wrestling. We're just about set for the bell as the referee is patting down both uh, participants, making sure that this is going to be a clean fight. And when it comes to Gary Gates, I'm not quite sure how clean it's going to be. And that's nice on a part of Winston Burgess. He extended his hand uh, in a gentlemanly manner as to shake hands with Gary Gates. Uh, a little bit of a ploy, but uh, Gates... Uh, promptly wiped some of the tobacco juice that he uh, had from his mouth. Of course, he spit a big chaw into the corner. Hopefully, we can get the ring crew to uh, clean that up from around the bottom turnbuckle there in the far corner at some point. But uh, he did not acquiesce to the handshake, did uh, Mr. Burgess, after he saw the uh, unique way that Gary Gates wanted to shake hands with him after the wiping of the mouth, but uh, all sanitation having been done, so to speak, we're ready. And our first collar and elbow tie-up is uh, in place, and both men jockeying for position. And Gates shoving his man to the mat immediately, and immediately Burgess complaining of a hair pull. I didn't see one. And I don't think anybody here at the Chaos Compound saw one either. But Burgess immediately getting all over the uh, official John Mitchell here about a hair pull. 
and I'm sure that this is just a bit of a distraction to try to get into Gary Gates's head, and uh, you're not going to find uh, a real good way to be able to get in Gary's head. He's just a big old boy that likes to fight. Not going to find him, uh, not to say that he didn't go and get trained professionally to wrestle, he just prefers to fight. But you're not going to find more of a clash of styles than uh, what you will ever find between these two individuals. Another collar and elbow hookup, and immediately Burgess goes for the left arm with the full arm ringer, and now arm drags his man down to the mat, and that's a smart decision on the part of Winston Burgess, trying to take the bigger man off his feet. Burgess only weighed in at 220 pounds, giving up about 40 pounds in body weight and a couple inches in height. Going to take the bigger man off his feet and work that left arm and shoulder with now an arm bar. Gates on the mat trying to position himself to get himself out of this predicament. Now works his way back up to a knee and now back up to a vertical base and using that right forearm to place it firmly into the jaw. There's another hard forearm shot and a third and finally the hold is broken and a violent chop across the chest of Winston Burgess and Burgess backing away, feigning begging off here, and then just falls between the top and middle rope strand out to the arena floor and walking around outside the ring and now tapping his head as to say, I'm using my brain instead of this uh, big man's brawn. And uh, Gary Gates seems to be rather unimpressed. And you certainly don't want this big man Gary Gates to get a hold of you in any way, shape, or form. We're just going to come back in, and surprisingly, Gary Gates uh, obliging him to get back in, and they start off again. Looked like he head faked for the collar and elbow. Instead, hooks with a drop toe hold and drops Gates down to the mat, floats over into a side headlock. Very nicely done. And again, we're going to see this a lot from Winston Burgess. He's going to mat wrestle this man and try to out-wrestle him. In this matchup tonight, it's all about pride and uh, professional bragging rights for Team USA versus Team World in the Best of Seven World Series of Wrestling. Of course, each match counts as one point. The first to four points will be declared the victor or have the victorious team. And there's a lot riding on this as the winning team will meet in some sort of matchup at some point in the future to determine a brand new OAW heavyweight champion. So a lot uh, at stake in each of these matchups for both teams. Might be teammates tonight, but foes in the future. And still on the mat is Gary Gates trying to find his way. He rolls his opponent onto his backs, onto his shoulders, and only gets a one count before Burgess rolls off. And this is where Winston Burgess wants to be. This is a rest hold. This allows him to be able to catch his breath, get a moment of, uh, I won't say relaxation, be able to slow the momentum down from Gary Gates and having Gary Gates, the larger man, not only having to carry his own weight, but his opponent's weight as well. So it's a two-fold wrestling maneuver giving a bit of a break for the applique E, 
and uh, getting suffering for the one who's getting the hold applied upon him. If that makes any sense whatsoever. This is OAW. Not a whole lot makes any sense anywhere. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we're back on the air. But I don't think that Burgess is glad to be back on his shoulders again as he was almost quick pinned, surprisingly on the roll attempt, and then releases the hold and then backs off again. I'm a little surprised by him backing away from Gary Gates in this, uh, this manner. And now both men tie up again, and Gates decides he's tired of this uh, wrestling. He wants to fight a little bit. Shoves his man off into the corner, ducks a clothesline, comes back, and hits him with a hard elbow. And down goes Winston Burgess, and once again, out to the floor goes Burgess. You can't blame Winston Burgess every single time that Gates starts to get a little momentum going. He powders to the concrete. But I think Gates is a little bit upset. He's going to come right out there with him. He's going to go right out there with him. He grabs him a handful of hair, handful of tights, and flings him back underneath the bottom rope. Here comes Gary Gates back in, but he gets the boots put to him on the way back in by Winston Burgess. And now just stomping on the head. Now, this isn't wrestling. Certainly not wrestling that we're accustomed to from Winston Burgess. This looks more, a little bit more gate like Gates speed. And he is just stomping the tar out of the head and upper torso area of one Gary Gates. And Gates is in a lot of trouble. Gates needs to get up off that mat immediately. Because Burgess certainly has in control. Now, putting a front face lock on the man might be trying to set him up for a standing vertical suplex. And does flip him over and hard lands Gary Gates with that standing vertical. Nicely done on the part of Winston Burgess. Burgess then floats over into the corner, hooks the far leg, and only gets a two count, says John Mitchell, our senior official here in Ohio Appalachian Wrestling. And now once again, Burgess back on the attack, back ready for some more action, a hard knee to the midsection, and a hard backhand chops, and he's got the big man staggered. He's got him set over into the corner. Stands him, whips him from one corner to the other, and he follows him in with a back elbow, and down to the mat goes Gary Gates. And Gary in a whole 12-piece bucket of trouble right now. And you might be wanting to hold the mashed taters with that. But I don't think that Burgess is going to be holding anything back as he ascends up to the top turnbuckle. This is very uncharacteristic on the part of Winston Burgess. He flies off looking for a big splash. Got the knees to the midsection. Gates getting the knees up just at the last split second. And now Burgess in a whole heap of trouble. And here comes Gates off the ropes and bulldogs his man into the mat. Floats over immediately into the cover. Grabs the leg. One, two, and three. And Gary Gates with an incredible win to begin the World Series of Wrestling. So in the WSW Team USA has the first point and lead this series one match to nothing. We are on to match two, wrestling fans of the World Series of Wrestling, and it features a couple of tag teams. But this first tag team that is making their way to the ringside area, gotta say here at the Chaos Compound, when the teams were announced, 
They did not want to be part of Team USA, did not want to be part of Team World, uh, did not want to be a part of anything. They're just a couple of, well, calling them thugs would be doing them a kindness uh, when we're talking about uh, the urban legends. Of course, speaking of 43-year-old OG and his 22-year-old tag partner, Youngblood. And uh, these two guys coming out dressed in street clothes and bandanas. Uh, they don't wear wrestling boots. These look like uh, work shoes, steel-toed, which how they're going to get by with those. I have no idea. Not sure why uh, OAW President Steve Kane even allowed this. But... Uh, uh, the guys uh, were a hot commodity, and I guess we're glad to have them here in Ohio Appalachian Wrestling, but uh, hailing from the mean streets of South Central Los Angeles, they're representing Team USA in this uh, World Series of Wrestling in this tag team match, and you can see Marcy May is going to have her hands full with these two guys as they do not want to get patted down. I mean, OG doesn't even want to take his... Uh, his, his heavy steel chain necklace that he wears, if you can call it that, uh, from around his neck. And she's saying something to uh, uh, Youngblood about uh, the rings, which looks a little bit more like uh, brass knuckles than anything else. Like I said, these two guys are not wrestlers. They're just a, a couple of guys that are, uh, as I said before, street thugs would be paying them a kindness. And here comes the Capelli brothers. F Bernie and Frankie Capelli coming out, of course, making their way uh, from Italy, representing Team World. Frankie and Bernie, of course, their combined weight, 442 pounds, a couple of uh, uh, brothers that are a couple of good guys. I, I had the privilege of speaking with them backstage earlier. Very, very nice young man. Very happy to be a part of OAW and a part of this prestigious World Series of Wrestling. Uh, have endeared themselves to our fans and as well as uh, many independent wrestling fans all over the world. And uh, these two guys just looking for their big time opportunity. And uh, maybe they're going to get it here in this big time marquee tag team matchup. Now the referee checking out everybody. Now, wait a minute. Good gracious. They got back in the ring, and Marcy May was uh, attempting to uh, pat down the Capelli brothers, which is uh, just standard operating procedure for these matches, just to make sure nobody has any foreign objects. And the Capelli brothers just, just got absolutely jumped by the urban legends. Bernie Capelli knocked all the way out to the floor. I think he might have got hit by those brass knucks, and now they've got the chain around Frankie Capelli's neck. Marcy, oh, Marcy, don't get involved. Come on. Get out of there, Marcy. Get out of there. Oh, they are just choking the life out of it. Out of it. OG just strangling Capelli with, with, with that chain. Bernie's out on the floor. Frankie's in the ring just getting decimated, getting the life choked out, and, and, and Youngblood putting the boots to him, those steel-toe boots. Oh, come on. Don't kick him there. 
he got kicked right between the wickets, so to speak. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we just got a shot of Bernie Capelli right there. He has busted open ear to ear, and he is bleeding all over the place. We're going to need to get some security and definitely some medical help out here. The fans absolutely going ballistic here at the Chaos Compound. And it didn't seem like that uh, the Urban Legends wanted to be a part of this uh, of this particular fantastic concept, the World Series of Wrestling, and they're taking it out on the Capelli brothers. Bernie Capelli trying to print himself back up, and then he just takes a kick right in the face, not with the flat of the foot like a legal kick would be in professional wrestling, but with the point of that steel-toed boot right in the face. He's probably going to be missing teeth after that. And poor Frankie, he is out cold, laying in the middle of the ring. Now what are they going to do? It looks like Youngblood is going out, and they're going out, and they're looking for a table. They've got a table now, and they're setting it up in the ring. Bernie Capelli is out on the floor, wrestling fans. He is a bloody mess. We've got some medical officials and OG swinging that chain above their head to intimidate them and to make sure that they don't get over there to Bernie Capelli. Fra Frankie Capelli, his brother, is defenseless. He cannot help himself whatsoever. Frankie Capelli now being placed upon that table by Youngblood and Youngblood going outside all the way up to the top rope with Capelli prone on that table. He flies off with a swanton bomb, driving Frankie Capelli through the table. My goodness! They have decimated the Capelli brothers in a matter of just moments. Oh my goodness! Now finally, we're getting some of the uh, the additional competitors to come out of here and uh, security to restore order. And I've just been given word from Marcy May, uh, our official for this matchup. Even though she did not ring the bell officially, she is awarding this match to the the uh, Capelli brothers. Uh, due to uh, the unprofessional conduct of the urban legends it has just been a violent evening and and already for these uh these oh my i i'm just getting tongue-tied with the with the absolute macabre scene uh this this uh, devastation that i'm seeing right now in the middle of the chaos compound we finally got the urban legends out of here and we're now getting medical uh personnel in here for both the Capelli brothers, and uh, quite honestly, wrestling fans, this is a little bit hard to uh, to view. I mean, we've got uh, Bernie Capelli who is out on the floor, uh, a bloody mess. Uh, they're they're putting him on to uh, a gurney. Uh, they're also getting a second gurney for Frankie Capelli who took that uh, swanton through the table. And we're gonna have to get some uh, the ring crew out here to clean up all these table shards in this. This absolute uh, carnage that has been uh, placed all over the center of the ring before we can have our next match. So it is a 1-1 tie officially in the World Series of Wrestling due to the unprofessional conduct of the uh, Urban Legends and and uh, the OAW president, Steve Kane, may be loving some fines here over this because this was completely and un uh, unbridledly called for.
wrestling fans, I, I do want to apologize for my uh, emotional outburst there a moment ago. It's just uh, that that kind of brutality uh, is, is not something that should be tolerated in the world of professional wrestling. That was just completely uncalled for. Uh, but as they say, the show must go on, and uh, we're going to be going on here in just a moment uh, with our next battle in the World Series of Wrestling. I want to take this opportunity to uh, bring you a little bit up to speed on some of the, uh, the rules here in Ohio Appalachian Wrestling. Uh, first off, we do have the instant replay rule one time during an, uh, an OAW event. An instant replay can be uh, used in order to uh, correct a controversial decision, as it were. Also, uh, disqualifications and uh, countouts will not save your title in any instance uh, here in Ohio Appalachian Wrestling. So there is no champion's advantage uh, at all in, in OAW, uh, no exceptions. And if you are a championship holder here in OAW and you are booked, you, you will be defending that title uh, on that particular occasion. No such thing as a non-title match. Just some of the uh, the rule changes we've had here in OAW. And quite honestly, I think it is about time. And speaking of it being about time, it's time for our next matchup. And uh, very happy to have this young man who is making his way uh, into the ringside area here. And uh, two things to say about it. Be your friend, your best friend, your best confidant outside the ring, but you get in that ring with him and he will be your worst enemy. Talking about the uh, tough youngster from Ireland, Conor O'Farrell. This man has held championships all over the world and uh, both uh, the uh, rough man, tough man, mixed martial arts, as well as uh, the independent wrestling uh, world is a... Uh, Master of many different fighting styles, loves Muay Thai, kicks up boxing, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, just about everything under the sun this guy has had his hand in uh, as, as far as different fighting styles. So he is uh, definitely a uh, fighting machine, is Conor O'Farrell, uh, representing his home country of Ireland and Team World tonight, and has endeared himself very nicely to the Chaos Compound fans. And now his opponent, well, a little bit of an anomaly with this particular group, the Smart Mark Society, a group that uh, we, we really don't know uh, very much about them. And I got to say, I'm, I'm very confused. I believe they're representing Team USA tonight. Of course, uh, their location for, for all of them uh, is really unknown. Their... Um, Affiliation as as far as uh, what they're about, very much unknown. Uh, how many members to the Smart Mark Society, uh, also very unknown. And each time that we see them, there's always a different number, uh, either larger or smaller in size. And they're also wearing a different colored, uh, I will say, uniform. Uh, tonight, it is brown. A brown mask and a uh, traditional... Uh, brown wrestling singlet that you might find uh, on a collegiate wrestler. But uh, each time it is all just one base color. And uh, it, it switches from, from night to night. And I believe this is Smart Mark Society member number two. Uh, kind of a tall guy. 
there was there was no uh, height or weight given, but I'm going to say he's probably around six foot, probably goes about 230. So he has a bit of a height and uh, weight advantage on Connor O'Farrell, who despite his somewhat diminutive size, being at only 5'8", and uh, uh, 195 pounds is certainly a, a lot of fight uh, in Mr. O'Farrell. So uh, the official John Mitchell once again is back out for this one, and he is ready for uh, the matchup. And here we go. And oh my goodness, oh my goodness, Smart Mark Society made the mistake of dropping his head. He dropped his head and he got caught with that front choke. The front choke. And wow, he's out. He's gone already. Connor O'Farrell, maybe in record time, has choked out. Smart Mark Society member number two and has given the world a two to one lead in this World Series of Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going to happen next?